Good evening, Mervor Abaisai. We now have the schus of continuing along here our nightly limud of Chavis Havavis after a break over Sukkot Tavshin Pei Beis. We're now getting back into it. We're now Rish Chodesh Cheshvin. We should have a wonderful Chodesh, a good winter for all of us. And we're holding here by Cheshvin of Ashneim Osir, the twelfth Cheshvin of the third parak of Shar Cheshvin Anafesh, where Chavis Havavis is going to list. 30 different cheshbainas, 30 different accountings, contemplations that a person can and should think about. And through that, make sure he's focused properly in his service to HaKadosh and what he's here in this world for. And this particular cheshbain number 12 is certainly going to go straight to the heart of that matter. But before we begin... Let me just tell you uh, that I heard just today. I had to be in Lakewood for something. So I stopped by at my uh, Rebbe of Shmuel Feldeschlitte. And he tells me the following story which he heard last night at a bar mitzvah. And it was said over by Rebbe Simchubudim Kohn, who happens to be married a granddaughter of Rebbe Vigda Miller, Zatzal. The great Rebbe Vigda Miller well known for his thousands of lectures, his control of himself, of his mind, of his eyes, of his language. Tremendous impact, which is still having today with all the sorrow that they're putting out from him. So someone once asked for Miller in his later years, what made him so great? What made him so superior over so many others? Now many would say to that answer, nah, me, I'm not so great, please. Rev. Miller was honest with himself and he knew, and the questioner wanted to know, what made him so great? So Rev. Miller answered him, because I learned in Slabotka. He did, he learned for about seven years or so in Slabotka in Europe. But this person was not satisfied with that answer. He says, but Rev. Miller... Many others also learned in Slabotka, but they didn't get to your greatness. They didn't reach the heights that you reached. What must have been something else? Must have been something in addition to that learning of Slabotka. To which Rav Miller responded, and he says, From the time that I was old enough to grasp and have an understanding, not a day went by which I did not learn Sefer that was his answer. And then not only was that his answer, that is what Miller attributed his greatness, the heights that he reached, that he was a person who was so in control of his being, of his faculties, of his speech, of his eyes, of his thoughts, because not a day went by that from when he started learning Chavavas, not a day went by that he didn't learn at least a little bit of Seva Chavas Chavavas. So at least, Bar Hashem, we have this, because we're on the right track. I don't know if we'll reach the greatness of Rav the Miller. We don't have the schus of the, having learned in Slabodka. It was a different generation, a different time, a different place in the world. By the Alta Slabodka being the, the mentor over there. But still, the fact that he attributed such greatness to Chavis Avavis 
we can at least hope to get somewhat, somewhat to the coattails of a person like Ramil and others like him. So let's begin Vashnei the 12th Cheshben over here is Cheshben Adam Ibn Avshay. A Cheshben a person should make with himself. When? When should he make this Cheshben? Be'es Hemyas Liboy. At a time where he feels that he's being driven and pulled. And he's putting in great effort into matters of this world. The Cholish Tadlusai, with a tremendous devotion and effort, dedicating mental energy, dedicating time to almost no limits in order to achieve greatness of wealth, of security in financial areas in terms of stature, in terms of things that he wants from this world. And not only, as we'll see shortly, it's not only for the person when he sees himself delving into it, but we can also make this cheshbon when we see other people. Delving into it, putting their whole being, their whole focus, putting such a tremendous amount of effort, mental time to try to achieve greatness in this world, in worldly matters, whether it's to get a certain car that they want, whether it's to get a certain house that they want, a certain business deal, a certain vacation, or even something small, but how much effort do they put in? I know this person, he maybe can, he has an in with the person who can get me the tickets for this particular event, whatever it may be in terms of worldly matters. And people put in a lot of effort, spend mental energy, and until they achieve their goal. And when we see this, and at a time when we feel either ourselves were sort of being drawn into that, we're sucked into that mode, or we see other people. That's when a person has to make a cheshben. Chavazavavah says, at those times we should stop. Now, maybe too much in the thick of the moment, we may have to say, you know what, I'm going to put this on the back burner for now and come back to it when I have a little bit more headspace. But at that moment, we should at least think of what is happening to us, how much of a drive do we have, how much effort we're putting in to make sure this happens. That contrasted against as Chavisavavah and at that moment when he's going to think about it, he's going to contemplate wow, how much effort did I put into you know, the new renovation on my house, and the plans that went into it, and all of the details in it, and getting this person, and vetting candidates and how much effort goes into it, how much time, and thinking about it, and talking to people and seeing other people's work, and to try to get references for the various people who are going to work and going over it hours upon hours until it's perfect. It has to be perfect just the way I like it, just the way it should be with the right sunlight in this room and the right handles and faucets in this room. And people put in a tremendous amount of effort. Just one example of things that are of worldly matters. But at that moment when a person realizes himself that he did that or sees other people, he should then weigh it. He should balance it against the bezusai. 
it's from Lashon Bizayan. The the disdain and the disgrace, the belittling almost. Binyoni Acharisai. The the neglect of attention that we pay into our afterlife. So when a person sees, look how much how much time am I spending on you know, finding the new car, exactly the new car that I want, you know, and then checking out the seats and the specs. How is it? What ratings it has? How safe it is? And, and all of the different things that go into it. And a person spends time to it. He's very serious about it. He gets very into it. And at that moment, comes above and says, you know, take that thought, take that scene, that image of going through that, and now match it up with our What's going to be in after this life? Acharisa is always not a morbid thought that we're going to die one day, but rather the eternal world that we are heading to. The real world that's going to be for eternity. That's Acharisa. And how much does a person neglect that and not put in so much effort and so much mental energy and so much time and effort to detail about his Acharisa? Or a Natusim Avedisalekov really moving away from Avedis Hashem. And if a person would match up those two things, oftentimes it will come out, a person will find, that when it comes to worldly matters, his new car, his new home, the new extension, the new coffee cup that he has to get to drink, her coffee in the morning together with the morning news has to be perfect, has to... All of that, that's always harama shabamachshavas. That's the the highest of one's thought. The techaltaboy and his longing for it, and his wanting to it to achieve it, harama shabaytechalos. That's that's priority on his list. That's what he's thinking about when he goes to sleep. He's thinking about how am I going to get it? How am I going to meet this guy? Maybe he'll be able to give me an in with this person and be able to get the thing that I need. And he spends so much time thinking about it during davening, during sleeping, when he's trying to sleep. He's always thinking about it. He's always preoccupied about it because he wants to. That's, that's what he, his, his eyes are set on that goal. Because when it comes to these matters, the truth is, he says, because no matter how much worldly possessions a person has, it's never enough. As he's, he's going to explain from Shlom HaMelech already, the wise of all men who said it. When it comes to worldly matters, a person is never going to be satisfied with what he has. You know what it's like, he says? It's like a fire. The more you add wood to the fire, the greater the fire becomes. That's just the mushal. The nimshal he leaves up for our own imagination. And as you think, all right, you know what, I'll just add a little bit more here. Oh, the more you add, then it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Wow, now it's so big, can't stay like this, it has to get even bigger. That's what it's like. The more we add to our, to our worldly possessions, to our materialistic efforts, it just increases more and more, and we get more and more of a desire for it. So he says, really, and it could be, I think for... For most people, it is the extreme. The the amount of focus that he says that people put into it, like day and night, they're thinking about it, day and night, they're going after this. Uh, 
perhaps at, at different times, in the various examples that we gave, that is the, the perhaps the case, very often the case, when we're pursuing something that we want in this, <coughs> in terms of a worldly possession, worldly materialistic possession. And we put in so much effort, and it really becomes the focus of our mind. And we can't shake it off. We don't stop thinking about it. As a matter of fact, he says, when, when a person's in that mode, thinking about, this is what I need. I need to get this. I need to get this deal. I need to make this sale. I need to achieve a certain amount of wealth. And when he's in it, in the thick of things, he doesn't consider anybody a good friend. Only someone who's going to help him and assist him in his efforts of achieving his goal. I have no loyal friend. Only someone who's going to help me bring me to the end of my goal to achieve what I want. That's a friend. That's who I want to talk to. That's the, the phone calls I'm going to make. That's what the phone calls I'm going to pick up because he can help me achieve what I want. The Yitzvah and it goes to the extent when a person is putting in the seven. Again, it doesn't have to be this is something that's preoccupied 365 days a year. But even for the week or two or month that he's involved in it, a person should just contemplate, says Chavaz take a step back and see how much involvement did a person put into it, how much effort, how much headspace did a person dedicate to this and he says when a person's in in that mode the yitzpah he's looking forward he's looking to the future when is the merchandise going to be accumulated you know when are they sending in the merchandise when are they starting the sale when is that sale starting you know like when it comes like black friday you know when it used to be a big thing yeah they right at the Thanksgiving, Black Friday, oh, they have great deals, okay, and I need this, that, and the other thing, when are they starting, you know, there are still people even today, the Mishikayim, that wait from the, the whole night before, they sleep out in front of the store, so they can be at least one of the first hundred customers to get into the store, to be able to buy a Metsiya, and buy, find something else, that's on sale, because they need this thing, and, and they spend, you know, it could be weeks, researching, and thinking, and looking, where can I get it, and then finally putting in that effort. So this is what he's talking about. If it's safe in Yonashah, they look at the market price. When is it going to go up? When is it going to go down? When it's more expensive, when it's less. They'll scan the whole globe. They'll think, one second, maybe it's cheaper over here. I could buy it in China. It gets cheaper. How long will it take to get in? And they put such an effort. Sometimes a person will not stop going to far places. Nothing gets prevented. Doesn't matter if it's too hot in that place. Doesn't matter if it's too cold. He's going to make the effort. Vilisarayam doesn't mean if there's a storm at sea. Doesn't matter. You know, travel could be sometimes dangerous. Doesn't matter. He has to go there. Doesn't matter how far the journey is. Because it's all for his hope. And what he's placing his focus on. Because he wants to achieve a certain goal. But for ain't tachlis loy, said. But the truth is, there is no end goal. As he explained before, it's like adding more wood to the fire. It's not okay. I have enough. That's it. It's enough wood. Now the fire is just going to stay at this. It's not true. You have to keep adding more and more wood, and that's the way it is with worldly possessions 
a person really never gets satisfied. Shlomo HaMelech says already, Yesh leimona rotsa masayim. person has 100, he wants 200. Yesh leimosayim rotsa arbim. He has 200, he wants 400. Oh, because we increase, we increase our, our uh, appetite for even more and more. So, this is the first point he's making. And we'll see in Mitzvah tomorrow night, there's a whole different aspect of looking at this. A whole different view from the Heiligach Samsever, how he understands what this Chavis Avavis is really getting to. Here it sounds pretty stark. He's, he's really pounding it to us. Look, person puts in so much effort for worldly possessions and for the Abba, what's he doing? He's neglecting it. He's, he's, he's disgracing it. He's not really putting in an effort. But we, what really is the Chavis Avavis getting to? That we'll see in Mitzvah Shem tomorrow night. When we discussed the Sam Seifer. A good night.